God. Amen, amen. Please take your seats. Good morning, church. And thank you for being in the house of the Lord. Thank you for being in the presence of the Lord. Because we love our PT Global. Online folks, we love you too. Those watching recording later, there are folks all over this country become family online. Amen. Do not, we do not take the presence of the Lord for granted. And I just thank you all for being here. Those who are here to support me. It's an act of love to come out to support your boy. You could have been a lot of places. A nice day, you could have been a lot of places. So I pray God will return that time to you. So we have been going through a summer series this summer. Okay, we've been going through a summer series and we're gonna pick it up. Um, talking about Jesus, Jesus as a human being. Talking about different aspects of Jesus, amen? Oh, there's my title slide, there you go. And so we're gonna look at some scripture. I'm gonna share a, a little bit of story about my life and then we're gonna look at a few points and then we'll be out of here, that's it, okay? But before I get into scripture, I just want to make sure we understand. I know that a lot of people here, some of my people are here. And so I want to explain why I'm using the scripture. You see, we believe that this word is the, is, is the inspired word of God. Okay? Meaning that it's written by a man just like you and me. But that person was inspired by God. Okay? And, and so if you've ever, if you've ever had someone, um, you've ever told someone a story about your family, really good story you've heard. What do people say? You should write a book. That's just what they did. This is the eyewitness account of the amazing story of the life of Jesus. And so that's why we read it. We believe God will speak to us through that as well. Amen? And so I want to talk today. I'm going to share with you my story. And I want you to know this is not one of those sermons that I'm going to come and tell you when I was 10. This is what happened and a long time ago. I'm talking about something working through right now. So I am with you listening to the sermon. The sermon has been given to me, and I pray it would bless you as well. So we're going to start reading from John 21, and I'm going to try. I'm not going to be able to see that, um, that up there, so I'm going to just read from my scripture. Now, it is kind of long, so just bear with me, okay? John chapter 21, starting in verse 1. Afterward, Jesus appeared to his disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. Let me give some context. Afterwards, anytime you see afterwards, what do we say? After what? So this is about three, four weeks Jesus has been risen. Jesus was just crucified. We're going back to Easter. Okay? And notice Jesus appearing. So this is the evidence we know that Jesus is alive. Jesus is appearing to, to the followers of Jesus. Okay? So just for context, by the Sea of Tiberias, it happened this way. It's about to go down. Simon Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel from Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out fishing, Peter told them. And they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. 
He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, when they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Hallelujah. Then the disciples whom, then the disciple whom Jesus loved, disciples is a fancy word for follower of Jesus. I prefer follower of Jesus. Christians got confused, so I call myself a follower of Jesus. I want to be clear. I follow Jesus. Is that helpful? Let me find my place and stay in my notes. Paul, you're my stay in my notes guy. Paul, give me the signal. No tangents. Give me the signal. So when they did, they weren't able to haul in net because of a large number of fish. Then the disciple who Jesus loved. Now, this is what I John is the writer of this book, and he calls himself the disciple who Jesus loved. Jesus loved everybody, but some people have to be special. Got to forgive John. John is just who John is. Writing in the Bible, the disciple who Jesus loved, like he's special. Jesus loved everyone, but John, this is John's book, so that's just for context, so we understand. Uh, is that helpful? You're with me. Okay. So the disciple who Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say that, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from the shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals with some fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you've caught. Simon Peter climbed aboard and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153. I love when they give the numbers. But even with so many fish, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Remember, Jesus had been supposed to be dead. Now he's back alive, just, just for context. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they were finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, I love that after dinner, you always start talking after the meal. Mm, you're full, so you start saying all kinds of stuff. Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The, the third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Now, now, Simon Peter was hurt because Jesus had asked him the third time. You know how we get sometimes. We, we can get hurt, right? Do you love me, he said. Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. I want to stop there. Let's just pray. Father, we just pray. I need the mic, sir. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your, in your sight. Oh, Lord, my refuge and my redeemer. Amen. So I have a friend. I told you I was going to tell you a little bit about me, so, so th this is that part. So I have a friend I came up with. You know, we were, were mates in school. You know, a friend who, who really became like a brother. You know those people who, 
God just seems to put in your life, and you look back and me and him, you know, kind of like some of these dudes I seen the front here, me and this dude, we just ride or die, you, you know, a, a, a good friend. As we grew, our bond got stronger, stronger, and he, and he came to be a follower of Jesus. And so imagine, my friend comes to follow Jesus, even I was even more excited. We, we got really close. We got really close. Then suddenly, at least it seemed sudden to me, stuff started changing. You know, people change, right? But it seemed that some of the things that he was kind of against before, he was now for. And, 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 and you know, like, you know when you're boys or people and you do stuff and they start doing stuff that's a little funny and, and, and you're kind of, right? But, but I, you know, I, and, and then the little distance started happening, so I kept reaching out. You know, Brother Henny. Hey, I kept reaching out. I can do that. I kept reaching out, reaching out, reaching out. You know? And, uh, and just being a good friend, you know, he, 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 even though I reached out, he seemed to be more reluctant and it was harder to connect. Oh, do you want to go do our favorite thing we used to do together? Yeah, you know, I'm kind of busy. Okay, I need to help my mom. Okay, all right, all right. Every time we, I know every time we go roller skating, it's you and me, you know? We skate backwards, we, like, you know, we have all our little things. Now I'm skating backwards by myself, you know, you know? And so, when I had my second son, you know, from who was born, I said, I, I, I said, I, I want you to meet my son, because I love you, I want you, you know, you don't know, my children don't know you, we come meet my children. You know what happened? No response, no callback, no show, okay? And so I kept reaching out, oh, now we're having a party, it's Dr. Eugene's birthday, which, and what happened? No response, no callback, no show. But when he needed help moving, Come on, can, can I talk to followers of Jesus who know I'm supposed to help as a follower? No, I was happy. I was there. Me and him moved all the boxes up and down the flight, you know, lift the thing, turn the angle. Where, where's Fred Opie? Where's, is, 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 just move with Fred. Fred Opie knows. You need to move. Call Fred Opie. That man knows the angles, okay? Don't call Brother O'Hanna anymore. Call Fred Opie, okay? Uh, no. <laughs> my, my wife is too happy. Um, I was there. I showed up. We moved. We got all that stuff packed up. He said, oh, thank you very much. Went on my way. But the next time I called, what happened? No response. No call back. No show. So when my father passed, I said, surely now, surely now, he'll show. At least call most people at least send the card, you know? It's now $7 at Hallmark. That's why I said it's not $3, it's $7. I said, and just to be helpful, so let me help God a little bit. I sent the funeral program. I said, this is where we're going to be. I sent the de details. But what happened? You all help me while I get some water. No show. So I started to do what good followers of Jesus do. Uh, let me change it. Good church people do. I started to get a little angry. You know when you, 
And so a few months ago, I was talking to my brother about this. This is about two months ago. And, I, and you know, the anger builds up. Like, don't, don't let me see this cat now. Don't, you know, don't, don't like, you know. So I talked to my elder brother, and my elder brother is someone who loves very well. I called him to complain. My elder brother is always present, never misses a day. A birthday, he's a card-loving mug. Every time there's a card, he's all over the world. There's a card that shows up, a card. Whether it's eat, but it never misses all the kids. And my brother is very present, loves me very well. So I know what being loved well by a brother looks like. Some of us don't know, but that's a tangent. That's another sermon. But I know. So I was telling my brother, don't let me see this cat. I, I, you know, and I, I'm gonna, so I had a whole plan. When I see him, I'm first gonna say, oh, you could have cut my father's funeral. Like, 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 you know, my father's in the grave. I had a whole talk list. And then I kind of knew, because this brother, I know him. And so I knew it might, it might go south. So I also had to plan how to drop him. Just, you know, he knows how to fight. He's a good friend. He, someday he may watch this. I, I know you know how to fight, my dude. I know you know how to fight. So I had to plan. So I'm like, all right, he, he definitely right and strong. He's going to come like this. When I catch him, cat, cat, you know. Like, I had a whole cat already. So I'm going to talk, then I'm going to throw, and I'm going to drop him. That's how it's going to go. Because you can't have, you, you, you are my ride or die. You say, come on. Well, like, what, you know, what are we talking about? And my brother was like, you know, oh, honey, you got to let this thing go. This isn't healthy. You're fantasizing about beating this dude down like you're spending way too much time thinking about this. Way too much time. I love my brother. He said, just forgive him and move on. My brother is not a follower of Jesus, but he, he like, just forgive him and move on. Just forgive him and move on. Good advice. A person of God that my brother gives good advice. So I said, all right, all right, I hear you. So when Bishop Brian so I'm going on sabbatical, I'd like you to speak. Oh, what's the topic? Forgiveness. <laughs> I said, well, isn't that the Lord? We're going to have to figure this thing out. So here we are. And I try to get out of it. I try to do that. I try to get Brother Jeff Barnson to do it with me and secretly leave him with the mic up here. And Thank you, Brother Jeff. See, I realized something, so as I think about it, I, I had to look at what is my model of forgiveness. How do I operate with forgiveness? And so what I figured out about my model of forgiveness, and I, and I, and I trust you're, you're following along with the slides, thank you for your help. My forgiveness is like, my anger is like a wild dog in a cage. Right? Yeah, like literally a wild dog in a cage. And what I do, but it's caged up. I like, don't let me see this dude, you know, I, I have it all. Ready. But it's cage, it's contained. And just to be holy, just so I can operate, I need to put a wall in front of it. So I put a wall over it, and that's how I operate. Now I'm trusting God to work on that side of the wall with that brother. Work on work, God work. Help him. Help him see the errors ways. Help him see the and on this side, I'm not seeing it. I'm, I'm saying, God, support me. I've been so hurt, so wounded. Support me. And that's forgiveness. Thank you very much. That's how it worked with me. But see, underneath all that anger, I realized my anger was just about me hiding. My anger was my place of hiding. Because if I looked past the anger, I would have to say, why you hurt so much? There's grief there. I lost my pop, 
You weren't there. My son don't know your name. My children would not know you on the street. You were my dude from back in the day. And you know, man, if you have one friend from back in the day, you're, you're thankful. I don't want to be stereotypical, but real talk, you got one dude from your child, one, that you call, you can be real with a friend, one. And so if I was to look past that, I would have to deal with my hurt. And Jesus' model is very, very different. I want us to look at that today, okay? In today's scripture, we get to see Peter at a similar point. Peter is dealing with some pain and some hurt. But Peter is trying to avoid it, just like I was, just like Brother Henny. Okay? So now let's start to understand the context of this. We have to go back eight chapters to John 13. If you give me that scripture. So Jesus is about to go to the cross. Jesus knows people coming. Jesus is like, where I'm going, you can't follow. Fall back. It's okay. And what does Peter say? Oh, no. I'm right or die. I got you. Peter said, Lord, why can't I follow you? I will lay down my life for you. I'll even lose my life for you. That's what Peter says. And Jesus is like, dude, you, you, you can't. In fact, before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me how many times? Three times. Some of us know the story. Three times. And so Peter's out there. Jesus gets crucified. What does he do? He runs and he's hiding. And someone comes up to Peter and says, wait, wait, aren't you that dude who was with? And Peter's like, no, no, I think you got the wrong, I think you got the wrong person, wrong, wrong brother. Now let me move over here. No person, wait, but your accent is Galilean. It sounds like you, you, you that area Jesus from. Are you sure you're not one of them? Peter's like, I told you you had the wrong person. And another person's like, wait, wait, hold up, hold up. I, I, let me see your face well. I could have sworn. I saw you over there hollering with them people at the cross, you all there carrying up. And Peter said, man, if you don't roll up out of here, I, if, I, Peter starts to curse and get ready to throw. And then the rooster crows. And Peter remembers Jesus told him this would happen. And the scripture says Peter wept bitterly. I, I'm talking, it says he, this man broke down and went away crying because he had forsaken Jesus. Just like Jesus said, he would. And so Peter, now let's jump to this, to today's scripture, John 21. So now Jesus is appearing to disciples. He said, go to Galilee and wait for me. Go to Galilee and wait for me. Go to Galilee and wait for me. And Peter's there. And disciples, and they wait for Jesus. And I can imagine the tension. The last interaction Peter had was him betraying Jesus. Jesus said, you're going to do this. He's like, no, I'm not. I imagine what Peter's going through. And so Peter says, what does he come up with? I'm going fishing. Now, you have to understand what fishing is. You see, fishing is that place of comfort. Fishing was what Peter was doing when Jesus found him. And Jesus said, you are no longer going to fish. You're not going to fish for men. See, you used to do this. And then you met Jesus and became followers. You. Now we're supposed to be doing this. But sometimes, people of God, sometimes we go back to fishing. Right? Fishing is that place of comfort. Fishing is that thing that you did. It's okay. Leave that. I don't, I relate to the hiding, to the comfort. The thing that convicted me most about fishing 
is that when we go fishing, we're not asking for help. We're just staying in our place of comfort. For me, it's eating that muffin that you don't need to eat just because you need to feel better. I'm not even hungry, but I, you know, I love those muffins. I, I, I need to do this because it's my place of comfort. And I certainly can't get Jesus to help me with it. And so that's my first point about Jesus' forgiveness. And I, and I need to say this. I admit to hiding. If you're going to forgive like Jesus forgave, you have to be someone who say, I, I admit to hiding. Your first step is to admit that you're not ready to deal with the truth. Is there anyone out there who can say, oh, I admit to hiding? Oh, I dare you to, to, to raise your hand and say, I admit to hiding. If you're someone who hides you like me, maybe I'm the only one who goes back to the thing you know is not good for you. You know it's not there. You know that relationship is not going away, but you go back because it's comfortable. And it will not yield fruit, yet I am here again. And I believe God meets us there. And so let's see what happens in the story. John 21, I'm going to jump. Starting at verse 7. So the disciple who Jesus loves says to Peter, it's the Lord. And look at what Peter does. Peter jumps into the water and starts swimming. Why did Peter jump into the water? We don't know. But your pain will make you do some weird things, right? He just jumps and starts swimming, goes to shore to, to, to approach Jesus. But I want you to notice what's happening. You go on, Jesus is at the shore. Jesus has made breakfast. Jesus is serving them, right? So Peter is coming towards Jesus swimming. Jesus has set up breakfast. Jesus is coming towards Peter to nourish and, and, and provide and fill him. Jesus shows up. But I want you to notice something else. Remember the miracle that we talked about Jesus doing? Jesus has to do the same miracle twice. Look back, look, look at the scripture. In Luke 5, when he called them, the, 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 the passage he called them, they're in the boat, they've caught nothing. Jesus says, cast your net on the other side. They catch a bunch of fish. And that's what Jesus says, you will catch men. John 21, they're in the boat. They caught nothing. Jesus says, catch your net on the other side. They catch a bunch of fish. And that's when they say, it's the Lord, because they remember the miracle. Don't you hate repeating yourself? Those people just got to tell them over and over, not getting it, just slow. Jesus repeats the same miracle twice. Oh, people of God, we have a God who will show up and repeat over and over until you get it. Over and over. I don't care how far you think you've fallen. I don't care how far you think you've gone. Over and over our God comes to you. But I want you to note that Jesus shows up, but Peter also shows up. Peter runs towards him. Peter jumps the water, shows up. And that's my second point about forgiveness. First, we've got to admit to hiding. We're not going anywhere to we admit we got an issue. The second point, and these are real basic and real simple. I admit to hiding, I will show up with my baggage. And I want you to note something else about when, when, when Peter shows, when they show up. Jesus says, go and get some of the fish. That fishing you weren't supposed to be doing, bring some of that fish. 
You see, there's a way when we show up. I want to show up. God, I used to be here. Now I'm here. I'm ready for you. Use me, Lord. Use me. I'm good now, right? I used to do, but use me, Lord. And we forget that I believe God wants us to bring some of those fish. Some of the things from our baggage over here. Oh, I know how to overeat. Oh, I know how to do this. I know I, when I was not with Jesus, I was doing that. God wants to use that. As opposed to leaving it behind, I wish the church would be full of people who when we came in, oh, I used to be a drug addict. Oh, I have pornography. Oh, I have brokenness. I've been divorced three, four times. I, so other people can relate. That is your bridge. But we are so focused on hiding, looking good. Coming to Jesus looking good. No, no, God wants to use those fish. Bring your fish. So bring them. That's why I gave them to use your story. You're not supposed to leave it behind. I know it's embarrassing. But would you use it? Would you let God use it? Would you show up? I will show up with all my baggage. I, I, I admit to hiding. I will show up with all my baggage. Thank you, Lord. Help me. Let's go to our third lesson of forgiveness. And I'm going to start with John 21, 15. After they ate, I said, Jesus gets chatty. Now, remember, Peter's denial of Jesus was what? In public or private? Private. He was by himself. Now here comes Jesus talking about uh, not everyone. Simon Peter, do you love me? Right? When the eating had finished, 15, Jesus said, Simon Peter, son of Jonah, makes it all official like, do you love me more than these? And Peter says, yes, Lord, you know I love you. And this goes on three times. Notice, how many times did, Jesus, did Peter deny Jesus? Three times. How many times did Jesus ask him if he loves him? Three times. Jesus is in the process of restoring Peter. But I want you to know something else. Jesus puts Peter's face right into it. The thing that you did wrong, Jesus, we're not going any further to, let's address this. There's a confrontational nature but what happened between them? There's no let's just forget it. Jesus said, do you, do you love me? Three times. And it says Peter got hurt the third time. Peter goes hurt. Lord, you, you know I love you. Now this is where the limitations of the English language can make us miss the full richness of this passage. Okay? So, I just want to note quickly, there are seven words for love in Greek. And the Bible's written in Greek, if you didn't know. It's not written in English. Surprise. What you're reading is a translation, which is why we have to be careful when we take one word or two words and decide who can be in our church and who can love who and who can do this. And I know everyone doesn't have to, but I'm just, I just, we just need to be careful. Understand we're reading a translated word of God. So I went back to the Greek and I looked at the words. And there are two forms of love in this scripture, in this little section. The first is agape. That's the unconditional love of God. That means I will give my life for you. I'll give my everything. I'm laid it all down. And the second is philia. 
That's an affectionate love, a brotherly, sisterly love. I'm right or die for you. And so Peter asked Jesus the first time, Jesus asked Peter the first time, he says, do you agape me? Do you agape me? Now, if you're Peter, you've already proved you're not going to give your life for him. So Peter's smart. Peter does not say, I agape you back. What does Peter say? I feel in you. I got brotherly love for you. The second time, Jesus asked him again, do you, Peter, agape me? Do you have the unconditional love for me? What does Peter say? He sticks to his guns. I, I, I love, I, 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 I feel you. But something changes the third time. Notice who moves. Who moves? Jesus comes and says, you're not going to get to the standard of unconditional love. The third time, Jesus says, do you filia me? Oh, I love that. Do you love me the way you can love me? I know you're trying. I know you're doing your best. Do you love me that way? We're talking about a Jesus who moves the standard to reach someone where they are in terms of practice of forgiveness. Talking about Jesus who, 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 who comes and says, I know you can't. So I'm going to meet you where you are. And I believe Jesus moves that standard for each of us. I believe Jesus moves that standard for me. You see, let's go back to no response, no callback, no show. If you know Brother Henny, you know I'm, I'm good at no response. How many people texted me got no response? Go ahead, put your hand, go ahead, Willie, put your hand down. I, I wrote you back. Willie, I wrote you back. Put your people in here trying to cap, you know? No callback. How many people got no callback from Brother Henny for? No show. Any no shows? I tried to show. Thank you, sister. So. Ooh, sister, people don't let you forget. You know, people, church people, woo! Got that law. I realized that I was so upset at my friend, but I needed God to forgive me. I needed that. And before I, see, I couldn't forgive because I couldn't yet go to God and say, God, I, I, I need you. I, 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 I know I don't show. I know I can't respond. Help me. It couldn't go through me. And I believe that I, and the Lord said, look, for you to be truly helpful to me, oh honey, in this sermon, I, I need you. I need you to recognize your mistakes you've made. And so I admit to hiding. I admit to hiding. I will show up with all my baggage. And finally, I, I need to accept God's love in my life and God's forgiveness and be able to say, and I thank Baba Sumner for these words, I've made enough mistakes to be helpful. Have you made enough mistakes to be helpful? Are you at the place where you made nothing or are you still standing in judgment? Have you yet made enough mistakes for God to really be able to use you?
this morning. And we're going to pray right now. We, we are finished. Would you, would you just stand with me and pray? As I said, if this word is just for me, that's fine. I want you to note the time for me, 32 minutes. Shortest ever. Paul said, you're still talking though. That's okay, okay, all right, I got it. If you're someone who says, I, I, I admit to hiding this morning. If that word touched you and you're, you're in a place where you say, I, I, I admit, Lord, I need to come to a place where my hurt is there. I know my hurt is behind that wall and I am afraid to get into it. Would you stop being afraid of your hurt? Would you stop being afraid of our sin? We are so scared of sin. We need to grab it, admit it, bring it to God. God has seen it already. Seen it already. There's no hiding it. And just say, God, let Jesus look at it, deal with it. This morning, if you, if, 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 if you would admit to hiding, like me, and I prayed for, for myself, if you've been showing up and hiding all your baggage, you know, you show up, you know, like you go on a, on a, on a, on a, on a first date or you're making a pressure job interview, you don't want to show them your mess. You come with your nice resume, everything, this is me, I'm so great, I've done this, I've done that. It's the opposite in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, up is down. God wants you to show up with your mess. Say, God, this is, this is my stuff. This is my mess. This is where I screwed up. So it's going to take a moment and pray into that. Right there. And if you're someone who really, if, you, if, 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 if today is your day of freedom, and you decide that you, you, you want to free yourself from it to hide in like me, you're free to, to, to get to the altar. You're free to kneel wherever you're free to raise. I, 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 don't, I don't care. I'm not going to ask you to do anything. I'm not going to. The, the goal is for you to be free, for me to be free. And so I want to start with just praying. If, if you're listening to this message and, and you're hearing me and you said, I. Brother Hannah, I'm not a follower of Jesus. And I would like to be. And listen to you, I realize that I'm not going to get past this hurt without Jesus doing something in my life. I heard that story of your grace, how you move your standard grace. I heard how you show up with breakfast. I heard how you say, bring your fish. And I got fish that need to be cooked. This morning, if you feel God tugging your heart, would you pray this prayer with me? And I ask everyone to pray it with me. Father God, I come to you with all my baggage, with all my stuff. I admit to hiding. And I know, God, that you are enough. So I realize you died for me to take away my sins. And I accept your gift of grace. 
I accept your breakfast. I accept your standard. And I know you love me. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you pray that prayer, you have the gift of God in your life. God now walks with you. But let me be real. To get to saying, I've made enough mistakes to be helpful. Can God really use you? Look at your baggage for a minute. I wish there was a few. Good ticket. Just look at your baggage. Remove the wall and look. Can God really use you with that? If you know God cannot use you with that, I I'm going to pray, pray this prayer with me right now. Father, I come to you now. And I pray for this my baggage. I pray for this my hurt. That God, you would take it. Lord, I pray that when my friend watches this sermon someday, that, that, in it would, that, that he would know that a heart of generosity, someone who recognizes that they don't show up, that they don't call back, that they don't respond is here, and I am not holding him condemnation. That God, he would feel free to call upon me again, and I will show up because you showed up for me. Even if he doesn't care, I will show up, Lord, because you have done it for me. I will show up again. Because that's who you are. And that's who you made me to be. So I accept your gift. And I thank you, Lord, for your work in my life in this room this morning. In the name of the Father, and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let all God's people say, Amen and Amen. Okay. Now the word really doesn't come back up here, so let me just get the blessing. Thank you for coming out again at PT. We don't close with a closing prayer. We close with a closing blessing. And so this blessing comes from number 6, 24 to 26. And it says, may the Lord bless you and protect you. Look after you, shield you, defend you, and take care of you. May the Lord make his face shine, grin, beam, and show his pleasure on you. And may the Lord be gracious, kind-hearted, pleasant, and compassionate to you. May the Lord show you his favor that will promote you, appreciate you, support you, and side with you as you side with him. And finally, may the Lord give you his shalom, his peace, his rest, his harmony, his calmness, his composure, his prosperity, his success. May he remove anything that causes agitation or discord with his divine purpose and destiny for your life. I bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. And everybody says back, I receive that blessing. Thank you, family. Have a wonderful week, and God bless you. Hey, family. Thank you so much for joining us for today's service. Special thanks to those of you who continue to generously support the work this ministry.
We are so grateful for you and it's because of you that we can be a blessing to this community. If you enjoyed the service today, please like, share with your friends and family, and subscribe to our channel so that you can get a notification whenever our services go live. We also invite you to follow us on social media at PT Cambridge in order to stay connected to this industry. Hey, we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for watching and God bless you.